0: Hk The news at one with Aaron Tam. The headlines, official figures show that the mainland's population declined for the first time in decades last year, though GDP continued to grow. Chief Executive John Lee says Article 23 national security legislation will target foreign spies, and it could arrive as soon as this year. And Cathay Pacific says services will operate as normal after the cabin crew union announced a work to rule a protest starting this week. The National Bureau of Statistics in Beijing has released data showing that the mainland's population fell last year by about 850,000, the first decline since 1961. The world's most populous country saw its birth rate slow to the slowest ever level while the death rate rose slightly. The Bureau also released GDP figures showing that the economy grew by 2.9% in the fourth quarter of last year, beating analysts' expectations. For the full year, growth was at 3%. The director of the National Bureau of Statistics, Kang Yi, said through an interpreter that the country's eco- economy withstood high winds and choppy waters last year. In
1: 2022, we've made good progress in coordinating pandemic response in economic and social development. We have been able to stabilize the general economy, continue to expand economic output and enhance the quality of development. At the same time, we continue to face a complex and challenging international environment, domestic demand is shrinking, there are supply shocks and weakening expectations, the triple pressure remains significant.
0: Jiang Jiao-Rui, a fellow at Tianhe Institute and assistant professor in economics at Nottingham University Business School, says the aging population has many implications for China's economy, though a lot of countries face similar issues.
2: For the population uh,
0: aging, there are many implications for economic performance. One is the large burden Uh, For the old people, China is in short of the pension funds for the old people. And the other is that we lack labors, the labor market, and also the consumption ability due to the uh, income redistribution problems. By population aging, it's not a single problem for China, but for many economies. The chief executive John Lee says he hopes Hong Kong can introduce its own national security legislation under Article 23 of the Basic Law as soon as this year or next year at the latest. Foreign spies will be the key target, as Maggie Ho reports.
1: In an interview with a Commercial Daily newspaper, John Lee revealed that officials compiled the first draft of the legislation before the 2019 social unrest. However, the CE said that after seeing how external forces tried to interfere in Hong Kong's affairs, he had asked the Security Bureau to revise the draft to tackle, as he put it, the most extreme situations. Mr. Lee said the draft now specifically targeted espionage. He noted that foreign agents could carry out activities under the guise of media outlets or bogus organizations. The CE said some such organizations would leave Hong Kong after they are prosecuted. But Mr Lee wants to set up what he describes as a firewall, so they won't even think about coming in the first place.
0: Cathay Pacific's Flight Attendants Union says a work-to-rule protest will begin on Thursday, despite the airline's insistence that it has addressed concerns about rosters. Vanessa Cheng reports.
2: The Café Pacific Airways Flight Attendance Union said last month that it was considering a work-to-rule protest to seek better roster arrangements and longer layovers for its members. It says the airline hasn't responded to its demands and that management rejected a request for a meeting today. However, Café says it's been communicating directly with cabin crew and has implemented changes to its rosters from this month in response to their concerns. It's told passengers that services will continue as scheduled. In a separate development, Cafe has followed Hong Kong Express in cancelling some flights to Japan next month in response to restrictions imposed by the Japanese authorities. It says passengers will be moved to other flights and customers don't need to get in touch.
0: Top epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says that mainland's COVID-19 death toll of 60,000 is an underestimate, given its strict definition of COVID deaths and that fewer COVID tests are being done. Beijing released its figure on Saturday for COVID deaths that occurred from December the 8th when its epidemic restrictions were dropped. Professor Cowling from the University of Hong Kong told RTHK that there are other ways to judge fatalities. I would like to see information on how many people have died every week or every month in China in this winter. Uh, It may not be available for a while. Sometimes the mortality statistics take a while before they become available. But if eventually we have data on the respiratory deaths this winter in China, I think we'll see a clear surge due to COVID. And we'll be able to estimate how many COVID deaths there have really been. And I'm sure it will be a much larger number than the 60,000 confirmed COVID deaths. The Court of Final Appeal will hear former RTHK producer Bao Choi's challenge against her conviction on May 3rd. Choi was fined $6,000 in 2021 after being found guilty of making false statements to obtain a vehicle records for a documentary relating to a mob attack in Long in July 2019. The top court will hear arguments on two legal questions including whether the transport commissioner can reject an application for a car license search that is not related to traffic and transport matters. Overseas, the head of London's Metropolitan Police has said the force is investigating allegations of abuse involving about 800 of its own officers. Mark Rowley was speaking after a serving officer, David Carrick, pleaded guilty to 49 offences, including dozens of rapes. Mr Rowley, who was appointed last year, apologised for the Met's failings. This man abused women in the most disgusting, disgusting manner. His offences are, are sickening. We've let the women down and we've let Londoners down. And I do recognise that there'll be women across London more widely. that This prompts them to question whether the police can keep them safe. And for that reason, I think it's important that I say I recognise that we failed and that I'm sorry. The Italian Prime Minister, Giorgia Meloni says the capture of the country's most wanted mafia boss is a major blow to organized crime. Matteo Messina Denaro, who'd been on the run for 30 years, was arrested at a clinic in Sicily where he was being treated for cancer. The city's former mayor, Leo Luca Orlando, who fought the mafia throughout his political career, told the BBC the arrest marked a challenge in Italian attitudes towards the crime organization.
2: A fantastic day, but in this moment, I wish I need to remember There's so many victims of the mafia boss in, in long years. And I wish to say the reaction of the people of Palermo, just uh, the applause to the carabinieri. This is just a confirmation that Palermo is culturally really, really deeply changed.
0: A former commander in the Russian paramilitary group Wagner has claimed asylum in Norway. Andrei Medvedev was detained for illegally entering the country on Friday. His lawyer, Bernalf Riznes said Mr. Medvedev fled after witnessing war crimes in Ukraine and stressed that his client's story would be thoroughly checked. We in Norway do not grant asylum to war criminals, so it's clear it's a very important assessment, and all such things must be analysed very carefully. Who is he? Where is he from? Is his information correct? Etc. This is something that's assessed for everyone who seeks asylum in Norway, but it's clear this case will be assessed particularly thoroughly. The head of one of the world's largest fertilizer companies has accused the Russian President Vladimir Putin of weaponizing food. Speaking to the BBC at the start of the World Economic Forum in Davos, the boss of Yara International, Svein torer Hulsetter, urged countries to reduce their dependency on Russian exports.
2: With energy, uh, we built an
0: infrastructure in, uh, in Europe on cheap Russian gas. And we see the consequences and the cost of, uh, of that right now with food and, and fertilizer. Half of the world's food production is dependent on, uh, on fertilizer. And if you see significant disruptions on that, that's a very powerful weapon. Moscow is a major producer of both fertilizer and ammonia, a major raw material in the production of many fertilizers. A video has emerged which appears to show the last moments inside a passenger plane that crashed in central Nepal on Sunday, killing at least 70 people. The footage shows four friends from India excitedly recording the descent on Facebook Live. They were heading to the city of Pokhara for a holiday. With no warning, the plane appears to veer off with a loud roar and passengers can be heard screaming— The screen fills with flames as it crashes. This woman witnessed the crash.
1: I live in the house just next to the crash site. The plane crashed right across my house on a cliff. It came to the side of my house after bouncing back and then burst into flames. On hearing the sound, we looked out and saw a huge ball of fire in the air. We thought the plane was going to crash land over our house when my children and I were inside. But we were lucky that God saved us.
0: Thousands of Iranians living in Europe have demonstrated outside the EU Parliament, demanding that it list Tehran's Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist group. They accuse the Guards of playing a key role in suppressing anti-government protests that have occurred across Iran since the death in custody of Masa Amini in September. This man was among those taking part in the demonstration. We've definitely landed in Islamic Middle Ages and we expect the European Union to support the young generation in particular. The new generation in Iran don't want this regime. To sport, and we begin with tennis and play on the outside courts at the Australian Open has been suspended in the early afternoon because of extreme heat, with temperatures of around 36 degrees. In earlier matches, world number six Andrey Roblev scored a 6 3, 6 4, 6 2 win over 2020 finalist Dominic Thiem, while Grigor Dimitrov beat Aslan Karatsev in straight sets. Novak Djokovic is Preparing for his first Australian Open match since his deportation from Australia ahead of last year's tournament because of a row over his vaccination status, the nine-time champion plays Spain's Roberto Carballos benya in first round today. Djokovic says last year's experience hasn't changed his opinion about the country.
2: If I do hold the grudges and, and probably uh, if I'm not able to move on, I wouldn't be here, you know. And and also I have to say that. The amount of positive experiences I had in Australia overwhelmed the negative experience maybe of last year. So, you know, my impression of, of Australia, my vision of Australia has always been very positive and that has reflected on my performance and my results are a testament to how I feel here.
0: In the NFL playoffs, the lineup for the divisional round is now complete after the Dallas Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14 in the final NFC wildcard matchup this morning. The Cowboys go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers on Monday morning, our time. The Ukrainian football club Shakhtar Donetsk, who completed the sale of Mikhail Murdurk to Chelsea at the weekend, has pledged to give a sizable chunk of the fee to help war victims in Ukraine. The BBC's Paul Saras has more details. The Shakhtar Donetsk president, Rinat Akhmetov, has pledged to donate just under $27 million to the Ukrainian war effort following the transfer of Mikhailo Mudryk to Chelsea. The English Premier League side signed Mudryk from Shakhtar on Sunday in a deal worth up to $108.5 million, a transfer record for Ukrainian football. Akhmetov said the money would help a project named Heart of Azovstal, aimed at helping Mariupol defenders and the families of fallen soldiers. Liverpool take on Wolverhampton Wanderers in a FA Cup third round replay overnight after their 2-all draw at Anfield last week. The Reds have lost their last two English Premier League matches at Brentford and Brighton, conceding six in the process and sit in ninth in the league, 10 points off the top four. Their boss Jurgen Klopp says he still has the backing of his players despite their poor form.
2: That's a list of things what you go through. And one of the things is the team is not listening to the coach anymore. So he, I, in Germany, we say that the manager doesn't reach the team anymore. So I know, I understand that it looks sometimes like this. It's just not the case. So it's, we, we, you can take that off the list.
0: The Arsenal legend David Seaman says it's still too early to get excited about their English Premier League title challenge. The Gunners moved eight points clear at the top after winning 2-0 at Tottenham on Sunday. Seaman is a two-time Premier League winner with Arsenal. He's refused to get ahead of himself by thinking about a first title since 2004.
1: No when you look at it with eight points clear it's uh, it's a healthy lead, um you know but it's we're actually halfway through the season aren't we so it's uh, true there's still a lot of time to go I know it sounds boring but there is there's still a lot of time to go and uh, hopefully we can um, we can still gain a few more points and especially at the weekend you know there's a massive game against man united so yes until I can, tell, I can be, feel a bit more confident if we uh, if we get three points out of that game
0: and the weather mainly cloudy, sunny intervals in the afternoon. The outlook mainly fine in the couple, next couple of days, remaining cold tomorrow morning. It's now 14 degrees with the humidity at 67%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Officials, figures show that the mainland's population declined for the first time in decades last year, though GDP continued to grow Chief Executive John Lee says Article 23 national security legislation will target foreign spies and it could arrive as soon as this year. And Cathay Pacific says services will operate as normal after the cabin crew union announced a work-to-rule protest starting this week. The news from RTHK.
1: The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
2: Feed me to the light. Me To the walls, drop me to the floor. I ain't ever gonna crawl. Sackle like a shark, that's treat me like a dog. Call me what you want, cause you're right, I'm an animal.
0: spraggen and animal here on radio three it's tuesday afternoon lovely to welcome back morris misalowski to the program after his big tour and jazzer, as always full of it so in about 15 minutes maybe less we're off to new zealand to catch up with dr Marin pierce it's all about coral today and he will be on facebook live the brew is our page